faster, my. It's just after midday on Monday, Jaloon, the 20th of January, and this is Manx Radio's Man in Line. It's me, Phil Gorne, L-plate securely pinned to my back, looking after things while Andy continues his well-earned break. Traditionally, the education minister's life involved opening new schools, acknowledging praise for the latest successful exam results, and attending school prize days and concerts. But, oh, how things have changed over the past five years or so. An iron grip on school budgets, teachers striking or working to rule problems with swimming pools, concerns over exam results looking distinctly average, and criticism that more is being spent on administration than teachers. Plenty to keep us occupied for the next hour with Minister Julie Edge. Um, so, Minister Edge, I'm guessing there is a brighter side to Manx education, but it's fair to say that uh, you've got plenty of challenges on your desk. Um, certainly, there's lots of challenges. Um, I knew that when I went into education, having worked in uh, a leadership team at Balcombe for so many years. Um, however, they're exciting challenges, and I think they are ones we need to grasp as an island and look forward and make sure we've got a vision for education and um, our, our children from from cradle to grave have op- everybody has an opportunity for an education or to reskill, upskill, etc. And uh, it's an exciting challenge. Well, obviously, the man in line is all about uh, our callers and people uh, texting in. So hopefully, uh, people will do just that. If you've got a question for the minister, or indeed, if there's anything else on your mind. Um, this dinner time, 66 13 68 is the number to call. You can also text 166 177 or email studio at manxradio.com. Um, so I suppose, Minister, the, the, the first obvious area that uh, is uh, concerning a lot of people around the island, I mean, uh, if, if the education minister is, is for nothing else, it's for ensuring that our children have a really good standard of education. Uh, with teachers striking, working to rule, that's incredibly difficult uh, to achieve, isn't it? So so is, is the department doing enough, do you think, to, to actually address all this? We certainly are. Um, obviously, we're continuing to discuss with the one union that are in dispute um, around um, their dis- the dispute that we're currently in. I think we've made significant progress and um, key to all of this is to work with our unions, work with our staff. We have excellent teachers in our schools. We need to give them all of the resources that they require to make sure that we can provide a, f- a fantastic leading education system on the island and um, certainly obviously there is always going to be challenges and um, not every student um, progresses at the same pace and I think these are the things we need to look at and make sure that how individual students progress and make sure that they are supported in our schools and also that we introduce this quality assurance framework and inspection that's key. But particularly I think with teachers working to, to rule uh, that that is having probably a bigger impact uh, even than, than than the actual strike action. Uh, uh, do, do you understand the, the the 
problems that uh, are, are happening across the schools in the island, the, the difficulties that children are, are effectively missing out on so many of the out-of-school uh, experiences. You know, it's all well and good having a classroom teacher teaching you uh, the, the, whatever the subject may be, but a lot of the experiences that people take away from being in school are are the clubs and the uh, you know the sport activities, the concerts, uh, the, all, all these sorts of things. Um, is is it not time that uh, somehow the department and the unions got the, got together, heads were banged, and 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 uh, uh, the, the the matter is resolved? Um, as you know, this dispute's been going on. I think it's eight years, and I think we've made significant progress in the last two years, specifically on pay. Um, terms and conditions obviously we are working with the unions and working on that um, with regards to the action short of strike action um, you know I do agree with you Phil it is disrupting um, the the extra curricula that our students so look forward to and it's sometimes the only opportunity they have to take part in some of the activities that our teachers do put on um, after school clubs lunchtime clubs and it's that greater enrichment that stu- students on the Isle of Man deserve and we are doing our best to ensure we you know we are still in negotiations with NASUWT and um, you know as everybody knows the strike action was called off on the Wednesday and that was with um, a few conditions that they wished for us to to discuss with them further we are continuing to discuss those further with them and communicating and hopefully we can have this resolved once and for all I do believe we've invested greatly in our education in the last two years um, since I've become minister. Um, we have increased teachers' pay. We've looked at um, the recruitment and retention and uplifting our starting salary for teachers has been key to that. gives them the opportunity to have a better quality of life if they come to teach on the island or our current teachers that are here. And um, we are moving forward some of these things do take time, you know, there's a curriculum review going on and we need we need to make sure that we are working with the professionals who are our teachers and our, our educational leaders to get the best for the island and for our students and our people. And I can only apologise for the continued action, but it has been going on for considerable time and hopefully we are making good progress. And just before we bring uh, Julian in, uh, NESUWT withdrew the, uh, the 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 strike action they, they they pulled back from the brink so to speak what, what happened there what 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 changed to, to to make them call off the strike as you know in a, in any dispute it can, it can change by the hour and certainly those negotiations during the strike action continued and um, you know agreement was reached that they would call off the second day of strike action and you know I'm grateful for the continued ongoing communication and discussion with them and and hopefully we can resolve this. Well, Minister, you'll need to put your headphones on. Uh, Julian is uh, about to join us uh, and, uh, um, well, we'll find out what Julian has to say, but I suspect it might have something to do with uh, the Southern Swimming Pool. Uh, Julian, um, Faster Mai, uh, welcome to the show. Faster Mai, Phil, nice to hear your voice. Well, you're doing a good job already. You sound very smooth. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not wholly sure, but we, we'll we'll see by the end of the program. Um, anyway, you, you've a question for Minister Edge. Yes, I do. Hello, Julie. A um, couple of questions for you to do with operations. Um, when will the Southern Pool be fully operational, with Sundays opening and Wednesdays being fully open? 
Hi, Julian. Nice to hear from you. I do listen in quite often and hear hear your comments. Um, Obviously, as you know, it's an independent board that are operating the pool. It is down to them to decide the opening hours. Um, What agreement we've reached with them is that we will work with the Southern Pool Board um, to help them achieve what they need to achieve. um, But it is an independent board made up of the local authorities. Right. Okay. So it's 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 ongoing then in terms of we won't know for a bit. Well, you need to speak to your southern representatives and ask them what you know what, what the situation is there. Obviously, from a department's point of view, we've um, due to the tumult um, debate and motion, we are now going away to work on um, the, the coming back with a report in October, along with um, my colleague Minister Thomas in infrastructure, and um, we'll be working with all of the pool boards with that but one of the recommend one of one of the agreements that was reached that we would work and help support the southern pool board um uh, you know with any any concerns they have and they you know we need to continue with that and they need to come to us as a department yeah another thing that i'm curious about from the report because it doesn't really go into much granular detail um, a previous manager some time ago was found not guilty of theft at the Southern Pool and was compensated as a result of being exonerated from all charges. Just wondering, how was the compensation paid and what happened to the stolen money? Again, as you know, Julian, that was nothing to do with the Department of Education. It's the Southern Pool Board. I don't know if it's the current board or the previous board, but any of these actions that were taken by previous managers or, or the chairs um, should have been passed over to the new school board, so I'm sure they'll be able to help you. Was it, I mean, it's quite a while ago. Am I right in saying that, the, that you're, you were previously on the DOI, which was, which was managing Southern Pool at the time? Um, certainly the DOI didn't manage the Southern Pool. The pool is managed by the independent board made up of local authority representatives. And, and right. just for, so, uh, uh, Julian, just, just for clarity there, um, Two departments, DOI and DESC, have an involvement, but the direct day-to-day management of the pool is is done by the Southern Swimming Pool Board, isn't it? That's correct. Right, Okay. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you, Julian. Uh, Nothing else you want to ask the Minister? Okay. thanks very much. Thanks. Um, well, a couple of questions. First, first question actually was was to me, um, Phil. Uh, before any questions for Julie, just one for you. Are you going to try to follow Tim Glover and Stu Peters into the House of Keys, or maybe Legislative Council spending so much time on Manx Radio? That's from Terry K. Um, no, why? <laughs> why on earth would I want to do a stupid thing like that? Um, and I, I suspect they followed me rather than the other way round. Um, a question for Julie Edge. Is she aware that there are locally qualified teachers recently back from university who can't get jobs in primary education while the department uh, are taking on newly qualified teachers from the UK and paying them the relocation package? There seems to be a huge disconnect with the department HR department. And that's from Eric. Um, that's disappointing to hear, Phil. Um as everybody knows, OHR is a centralised service and a service provided to the department. Um, certainly happy to look into any cases that anybody's aware of. Please email me, julie.edge.gov.im. Um, certainly we need to be attracting our own back, especially you know if they've done their training um, and, and they've been to university via, via the Isle of Man. Then we need to be looking at this and make sure we are attracting our own back because they do have a lot of support mechanisms around them. 
Richie, uh, Richie uh, sent a text into the programme. Could you ask the minister if it's correct that the basic salary for a teacher is thirty-seven thousand a year pre-strikes? Uh, no, it's it's going up to thirty-six five five seven. I think it is the starting salary, um, and um, that's obviously due to to the negotiation and due to the recognition from this government that we need to attract good quality teachers, retain our own teachers here and make sure they are suitably awarded, but it needs to be a sustainable option going forward for the taxpayer of the Isle of Man. Well, I'm getting so excited here, I, I forgot to uh, take an ad break, so we'll, we'll just hear from our sponsors. The Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com. Helping Isle of Man companies and citizens to understand net zero targets and a green future. Well, we're joined in the studio by Julie Edge, the Education Minister. If you've got a question for the Minister, or indeed if there's anything else on your mind this dinner time, 66 13 68 is the number to call. Always a good thing to hear voices on radio. But if you wish, you can also text 166177 or email studio at manxradio.com. And several people have uh, done just that. Uh, if DESC, Department of Education, Sport and Culture, do not fund anyone who does not have a first or 1-1 degree to study for a PGCE. Uh, why does it employ those people who shouldn't uh, those tuition fees be refunded? Uh, and, oh, and shouldn't, I should say. Uh, so start that again. Why does it employ those people and shouldn't those tuition fees be refunded? So I think uh, first or 2-1 degree, I, I, I assume that is. And that's from uh, Texter ending for 87. Um, Minister. So, so um, obviously there's regulations and there's a scheme around this. So um, the current... Um, scheme we do need to look at it and um, we need to make sure that what we are invest when we're investing and we I, I think we need to look at what are the key skills we need on the island and should we be looking to attract people into those areas and some of these schemes are, are quite rigid in, in in the way they ha- have to be processed and that's quite right because you do have to keep financial controls um, however there are some areas we can look at um, certainly there's been challenge around bursaries for, um, for nurses and that because they get them in the UK but they are UK government schemes and uh, you know Max Care does have the opportunity to look at that with us and we can also look at it for teachers um, but certainly if there is anybody struggling to get a teaching appointment on the island and, and they are here and they're qualified um, we do have supply lists and, and sometimes that is a way to take a temporary position to get into our schools um, you know and, and certainly um, I know some people think I'm qualified to primary we can still help with supply and secondary. And in, in terms of the, the, the department, one of the large areas of expenditure in the department is uh, the, the, the support uh, budget for uh, teachers, uh, for, for, for students who wish to go away to study. Uh, that's, that's quite a big amount of money, isn't it? Yeah, it's approximately about £14 million pounds mm. invested into UK universities at the present time. So these are all things that we do need to look at and, and make sure, um, obviously, our system is different to the UK and we support our students um, with, the, with their... Um, charges for the universities we, we pay that and then obviously they get a grant um you know but it is me it is got a form of means testing in it but these are all I you know 
when I went into the department, I know that we need to look at these. I know the challenges we have in trying to recruit teachers when I worked with them. And obviously we've got areas where we need to try and recruit and also encourage our own to come back. And a lot of the challenges around that are around there's no entertainment, there's nothing to do. And these are all addressed within the island plan, that island of, you know, have have a vibrant lifestyle on the Isle of Man. And I think we do have it, but we do need to do a bit more for certain generations. Well, I've got loads of questions, but it is a show for the listener. So uh, let's have a look at some more. Uh, can you ask Mrs. Edge, when exactly is the road license department going to bring in a six-month road tax uh, that they had promised to have brought this in by the end of last year? And that's from Jeff, presumably not Jeff Robinson, the <laughs> director of highways. <laughs> You'd hope he'd know the answer, wouldn't you? Um, certainly, I know Minister Thomas is keen to move forward um, with some changes to make it um, easier and more accessible for, for people to, to be able to do that. Um, I'm not sure of any dates. Um, you know, perhaps it's, it's, it's a question you could save up and ask him, Phil. <laughs> Indeed. Um, then, a, when I was a teacher after school and lunchtime clubs were unpaid overtime and supposedly voluntary uh, the, there was a veiled threat however that if you didn't participate it would affect your pay and promotion prospects um, and that's from te- uh, Sue um, I mean if effectively these are uh, this is the, the the problem with the work to rule element of uh, some of, uh, of the union uh, that that is in dispute with the department, isn't it? Because all these things are effectively external to the the main contract. Yeah, obviously teachers have terms and conditions, um, but you know an awful lot of our teachers work really hard. They really do want to, to particularly you know if you, if you think of our sports activities, the inter-schools activities, these are all the things that haven't been happening. And obviously then there's other teachers will do language clubs, and you know there's all sorts. You know, and it is a commitment from our teachers, and and you know teaching was a vocation. And I think it still is with an awful lot of our teachers. And, you know, I thank them for all that support they do. It's to to ensure that we have good, rounded individuals on the Isle of Man that are coming out with a great experience from school, not just exam league tables. A couple of messages in on WhatsApp as well. Uh, Eight years, Julie Edge should hang her head in shame, admitting on behalf of the government this dispute has gone on so long. And that's from Pete. And Pete follows up. What groups? Groups of teachers? Um, I can't quite see that. Oh, yeah. I had the mouse over us. Um, groups of teachers have settled their claims. Claims, And why are some teachers still taking action? Uh, says Pete. So obviously I can't speak for previous administrations or government. But as, as I've said earlier, um, you know, we've certainly moved forward with in the last two years and we've awarded our teachers and, and provided pay awards. And yes, four unions have chosen to accept that. Um, we have paid it to all our teachers, even the ones in dispute. And uh, totally agree. We do need to resolve this and move forward and look at the future of education and the vision and ensure that our students have that best experience. Well, thanks, everyone, for all the texts uh, coming in, the messages as well. Um, I I must apologise. I'm I'm in that sort of senior moment where um, I'm never entirely sure 
<clears throat> whether I need me glasses or whether whether I'm better off without them. And uh, uh, the, the the screen is just in that kind of vague. Do I need the glasses? Do I not need the glasses? So apologies if I misread some of these. I'll try my best not to. Uh, another message on uh, WhatsApp. Uh, too many senior staff in government making jobs for friends from the UK. And that's from Marie. Um, obviously, as a backbencher, I, I was concerned concerned about you know the numbers and rising numbers. Um, I think what we need to make sure as a government is we've got the right caliber of senior people, and um, obviously it should be the right person for the job, and to ensure that they are held to account and um, do that job correctly for the people of the island. Um, you know, I I'm, I can't comment on other departments. Um, I was quite surprised going into the department following the the Beemans. Um, you know, and uh, and the department actually within that area is quite small if you look at the numbers. And certainly, it's quite it's a very new team since Beemans. And this is what happens when you get a government report with recommendations. There's change, and it takes time to 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 build that team. Um, and I do think. The key thing for the Isle of Man is to make sure you've got credible, professional, qualified people with the right calibre operating for the people of the island in all of our departments. And of course, Beeman's, for those who who don't know, are a a company that specialise in reviewing things like departmental structures to see where the weaknesses are and, and what have you. It is fair to say, isn't it, that when these consultants come in and they they investigate, they often say what what pretty much what people already knew but uh, were either scared to admit or, or uh, maybe um, unwilling to, to acknowledge. And I, th- I think that's that's the, you've, you've hit the nail on the head really Phil, this is what I feel ministers and department members should be making themselves very aware of what is a good streamlined structure that delivers, it should be about delivery it shouldn't be about building layers and layers of management, it should be how are we going to best deliver this and it could be that it needs 10 managers, it could be that it needs one manager and lots of people on the ground to deliver and and that is key for me that that's what we should always be looking at and when somebody does resign we should be looking at that post and saying what's the right fit, do we still need a post like that or should we be looking at it differently and I'm pleased to say that's what happens in the department certainly does and um, you know although we're not involved directly in recruitment uh, it is something you should keep a close eye on and I certainly look at the um, jobs that are available across government every week to think "Mm, I wonder what that's for and uh, you know that's just me keeping abreast of the situation myself. The the one of the questions that you had to answer in Tinwald last week was in relation to the overall spend uh, that that government has on education and it is fair to say isn't it that uh, both UK and Isle of Man uh, lag behind the the sort of developed world when it comes to the amount of taxpayers' funds or the proportion of taxpayers' funds spent on education? Um, certainly, this is a comment that's made, um, Phil, and I have looked back and done a bit of research in it, and the percentage of spending for education and health um, has perhaps um, fallen behind a little bit, but this is why it's key, and I'm so pleased that we are doing this funding review. I've had it had it in my manifesto, the Chief Minister did, so it's important that it is carried out and completed, and, and also the people that are carrying out the review are on island this week meeting with our school leaders meeting with unions and um, you know establishing and gathering facts so they can come forward with it with a well um, thought through report and factual and I think that's the thing that um, 
probably people do, don't appreciate. It's facts that we need to be delivering on for policy. And without those facts and having them gathered independently, which which did work with the, the Poole report um, because it was done by an independent and a lot of the criticism was against the department from the local authorities. It wasn't a department report. It was done independently and that was gathered by professionals in the field and I think that's right. We shouldn't be making policy on the hoof. We should be doing it with factual information. Well, uh, listener, uh, this is your programme. Please do continue sending in the texts and messages. Um, but obviously it'd be really good if we could also have some calls. But uh, time now for another break. Man in Line, brought to you by NetZeroMatrix.com, the world's leading carbon register and validation ecosystem. Hardly any need to uh, tell you how to text into the programme because there's loads of text coming in. Um, but... I could remind you that um, 661368 is the number to call if you want to quiz the minister directly. So let's go into some of the the texts that are coming in. Uh, WhatsApp message here. Big John here from Lexi. The government have a legal obligation to educate our children. If the boot was on the other foot, the Board of Education would have... Uh, prosecuted parents Uh, so uh, come on Mrs Edge provide cover for strike action even if it's classroom assistants taking the kids and I think that to be fair the department does uh, and the schools of course the head teachers do quite a lot of that don't they they do and certainly the responsibility to make sure they've got the right number of staff in front of students and and on site any working day is down to the individual head teacher and uh, they have that ultimate responsibility Um, but as I've said we are making strides forward um, and hopefully we can come to a a satisfactory resolution with the one union um, shortly and uh, hopefully that will support then putting on that extracurricular as well. And then is it time that teachers and other government employees who are now generally paid more than the private sector start making a more realistic contribution to their pensions instead of forcing those who earn less via taxation to subsidise government employees' pensions? Uh, It is clear when one looks at the massive underfunded liability that has built up that they are not paying what they should. And that's set from John. Well, certainly pensions has been debated many times and obviously adjustments do get made. Um, and certainly, certainly with regards to our teachers, they are now in the PSPA um, scheme on the island. They're not in the scheme that they um, would be in in the UK. Um, and I think that possibly has caused us some challenges in the past because a teacher cannot rejoin the UK scheme um, after a break of five years. So if they come to the island and go into the PSPA, um, you know, that can co- cause difficulties. However, they are paying the, the contributions that's um, stated by the PSPA and will continue to do so. Um, when's the next review of any of that? I'm not, I'm not sure there is one on the horizon. And it is fair to say that pensions, public sector pensions for those joining are, are much better and uh, funded and, and, and fairer than, than perhaps uh, the, the ones from uh, 10, 15 years ago. Um, so certainly the changes that have been made um, and to the contributions, um, certainly it, it shifted quite quite away. Um, 
However, when I was in the post office and dealing with the pension challenges there, we did, did bring in a, uh, in a different scheme for any new employees so that they could choose what, how much they wanted to invest in their pension. So there are other options out there, but the current government scheme is, is as is. And, um, you know, everybody's contributing in accordance with what was agreed by Tim Walt. Well, we seem to have Eddie at, at one point, but uh, he, he seems to have gone. Kevin, on the other hand, is is uh, on line two. Um, faster my Kevin. You got me? Yeah, got you now. Right. Uh, um, what it is, when you get a referral from the doctors to go to the NSC um, because you've got injuries and that, um, I'm be injured all the time now. Yeah, I've got bad ankles and that, so I can't walk on rough ground. But you're only allowed to go down to the NSC twice for free. Um, but if I was on disability, I would get it half price. But because I'm on income support, I have to pay full price. Now, I can't justify £360. I've, I've uh, debated it with them, and they can't give me an actual answer. Who makes up these rules? Now, wouldn't it be preventive better measures better to get people who's on income support paying half price i know people have abused it before and that's why they've put it down to just two times and that's two times in your lifetime so if anything serious happens to me again there's no way i can go down there for half price again um is it possible to look into this Hi, Kevin, and, th- and thanks for your um, question. Um, certainly, this is a scheme that we work with Manx Care on, and you know, I'm happy to take that away and look at it because what we should be doing is trying to ensure that people uh, have that access to ensuring that they can be back to full health um, and hopefully contributing back into the economy. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to be back to full health. Uh, but they they say you know you've done it two times now, and you know now you have to go and find a way of doing it yourself. Well, I can't afford to go to the gym. I can't really walk on rough areas because if I even stand on a pebble on my heel, I, I can go over. So it's ideal up in the gym when I can get on the treadmill and just walk along steadily or anything like that, you know, and it doesn't put too much of a strain on me. I'm certainly happy for you to to email me if you, if you've got access to an email and um, obviously if you if you explain that I don't know everything that that happens so it's really helpful that you're phoning in giving me some of this information and obviously you can have discussions with Manx Care and also Treasury and the Benefits Office and the email would be uh, julie.edge at gov.im that's correct yeah right okay then thank you very much thanks Kevin. okay thanks bye um right um. And a question in here from Robbie. Ask the minister, how many days do teachers actually work? How many days paid holiday do they have? Do they get paid when they are on strike? So, no, they don't get paid when they're on strike. So they do lose a day's pay um, or two days if they choose to strike for two days. Um, With regards to a teaching contract, it's 195 days. Um, face-to-face contact with students is 190 and five days for inset so that's teacher training days so then I'm, I'm not I'm getting a bit confused here where do I start with this one right 50 pound oh, ESO job on the Isle of Man back in October and I'm still actually worth uh, waiting for a start date this is because I can't conjure up the my GCSE certificate um, so, so that that was who was that from? That was texter ending three eight six. 
So have, I'm not sure um, how long ago that um, you're trying to access certificates from, but certainly any of our secondary schools, if you set your qualifications with them, they should be able to find that detail for you. If not, they will be able to give you the address of the examination boards that you can write to, and they'll provide you with copies of your certificates. Excellent. I think it is charge. You know, they do charge though they, if you go to the UK. So you best try your local school if you went to a school here. And then, does Julie Edge have a view on the current proposal to live stream Onken commissioners' meetings? Four thousand pounds to improve the behaviour of the members or the transparency the ratepayers require. That's a text ending oh seven nine. Certainly we do need more transparency around Onken. I've never seen so much in the last couple of years go into private and that's quite concerning. I used to go to um, the meetings um, with regards to the money that's being expended on legal fees. I'm quite aghast really. There's been a recent report of 8,500 in one year. What, what have we had in the last two years? I'd be interested in. With regards to live streaming, um, certainly some behaviours would need to change. I've, I've found it quite hostile environment in there um but you know let audio audio um would be quite quite acceptable um at this time but you know ratepayers do they want four thousand pounds for to put in cameras or can we do a quicker solution with audio and get that transparency but too much going into private and certainly there's a lot stood in the last election saying they didn't want that to happen but it seems to have happened Onken uh, Commissioner certainly seems to have been quite a feisty uh, local authority, doesn't it? Uh, losing uh, several clerks along the way. Um, maybe it would be quite a, an interesting watch. Um, certainly, um, you know, it is something I, I keep a close eye on. I look at the agendas weekly and uh, see if there's anything that captures my eye. I think uh, certainly there's lots of local issues that need to be addressed. Um, you know, and, and look, there's some amazing things happening. On, look at Onken Park, our ratepayers um, invest in Onken Park for the whole of the island and it's significantly high number. I think it's over 100,000 a year, which if you think of recent debates, um, Onken certainly invest in for the whole island and we ha- we, we do have some great um, things in Onken. Have a lot of, you know, the, the actual... Um, population of Onken is is the largest outside outside of Douglas, and um, but we do need stability in our commissioners and you know the professionals that sh- should be allowed to operate the authority and the and the elected members should be there to do constructive challenge, not just challenge for challenge sake or personality. It's fair to say there are different ways of of running uh, constituency. Uh, politics. Uh, Many MHKs work very closely both with each other and indeed with uh, their local commissioners. Uh, How does that work in in Onken? It's been not not like that in Onken, certainly in in my time. Um, I've worked closely with with the CEOs and and some of the commissioners, but there's no joined up um, surgeries. However, there's been a recent request about that. I'm happy to do that. Um, And I think it's having that understanding and, and, and for the electorate, really, that local politics is totally different to national. And that's where your MHK is looking at the big, broader national issues for the whole of the island. Shouldn't be focusing just on your area and investing in your area. And of course, you don't have to be able to get on with your colleagues. I mean, I think it's a reasonably open secret that you and, and Rob Collister uh, don't necessarily see eye to eye on everything. 
Um, no, we certainly don't. We work totally differently. Um, I've always been in a very professional government career, um, so I do do know the government operations. Some some members that come in from the local authorities think it's the same as the local authorities. It's not. It's a bigger engine, lots of different things to do. But, you know, certainly Rob and I get on, uh, you know, as, as best you can as constituency MHKs. We work together on the big issues. Um, you know, but we're not sharing emails every night um, like some areas, and that's because I'm actually doing the job, and it takes a lot of time and, and effort and hard work, and uh, it depends how committed you are. Uh, a civil servant, I suspect, has has uh, texted in pension uh, contributions are ten point five percent for me as a serving civil servant. Pension is paid for by contributions by the current employees, uh, not general taxation overall, and that's. Uh, Cheers from Onken Texter ending four two eight. Um, Phil Phil has, has uh, sent a message in. Could I encourage this is to the minister? Could I encourage your department to look closely at our schools in regard to the amount of littering being liberally dropped by public? Uh, sorry, by the pupils and students. Um, when I was at school, you weren't allowed to drop litter, and if you did, you were made to pick it up. Nowadays, it seems no one notices or cares about it. I'm particularly incensed about the disgusting state uh, the grounds of Bemahag School are in. I have occasion to cycle past it fairly often, and the amount of plastic bottles, crisp packets, and other litter left lying about the playing fields and school buildings is, to be honest, quite staggering. Um, and uh, Phil has taken pictures which show how bad it is and uh, that what they were sent into the school um, but the caretaker was very busy taking care of the multiple floors inside the school um, what I don't understand is why can't uh, the ones who drop all this muck be made to go out and pick it up it's, is it against their human rights? Uh, to me, allowing this to happen just makes the kids into litter droppers because they haven't been educated to bin or recycle their, their litter. It's a poor state of affairs when there's supposed to be a biosphere looking after our environment. doesn't seem that the students at Bemahag care much about it. Well, we do have a biosphere week in our schools, um, you know, so certainly this is something that, that, that I would expect to be addressed there. But, um, you know, I would hope that all of our students and our staff would respect the environment they're in. Um, certainly um, it, it, it's challenging with the lack of supervision around playtime and, and that at the present time. But we do need to resolve all of these things to make sure we've got the best environment for our students and they all respect it and work towards uh, having that great environment, go to school, all respect it and ha- have that opportunity to, w- w- with your your, your um, peers to, to, to challenge and say, you know, why, why are you dropping that? And I think we're, we're actually in a situation now that um, people just keep themselves to themselves. I don't know if that's post-COVID, but we need to make sure we've got a collaborative approach to everything in our schools and everybody respects the environment. Well, as ever, as we skitter away to the end of the programme, two callers in. Who's there? Let, let me, let, that's the, probably the best way of... Anyone hear me over there? Hello, yeah, I can hear you. My name's Neil. Neil. Excellent. Thanks, Neil. You've got a question. Sorry, yeah, you crack on with your yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, la- the lady texted earlier about um, she's an educational support worker or wants to be and then hasn't been accepted to job since October. My wife's in a similar position that she's got eight years' experience in the UK of working in this industry. She's got glowing references. 
She's worked with people with uh, special needs. She's willing to start work at any point, work anywhere over the island, and yet she still can't get a job offering because she can't find a GCSE certificate from 40 years ago. And if you're in the UK, it's £600 per certificate to get a replacement, which is just unaffordable. Hi, Neil. Thanks for your call. Um, Obviously, certainly this is quite a rigid process that's done centrally by OHR. Um, Happy for anybody to send me an email um, with with regards to any difficulties they're having around any of our recruitment processes and uh, see if we can look at them. And, um, you know, I I know it is quite expensive to get the copies um, from from the UK exam bodies, um, but... Obviously, there is ways of of looking at how people get their qualifications, and perhaps there is an opportunity to 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 go on 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 some form of list that we can then look at yeah. it. And yeah, because it did say or equivalent, I believe. So the fact that she can't find that, she's saying, well, I'm offering eight years' experience with references to prove I've done the job in the UK for eight years. You know, um, I've turned around the situations in many schools, yet. They don't seem to recognise that as equivalent. Yeah, and and I, I assume that when they talk about or equivalent, they'll be talking about functional skills, qualifications, and things like that. However, you know, happy for you to drop me a line, and we can look, we can look into it to see see what what is getting in the way there. Um, and um, obviously, our education support officers we do require them to have maths and English um, to you know to ensure that we've got people with the. Well, with, I've got that. It's yeah. just forty something years ago you, you don't necessarily and a few house moves you don't necessarily you know find everything yeah. that you need well th- thanks for got the most relevant stuff thank th- you thanks for that neil uh, sadly we're, we're going to have to zip on and i think um the, the message here I, I first read out and it said onken commissioners too much death within private and but no it's de- dealt with in private <laughs> Uh, Hello, James, can you hear me? Uh, yes, uh, James. Yes, can you? Yeah, well, I, I want to agree with what Julie Edge, and she's m- one of my MHKs, her and Bob Collister. I want to agree with what she said about the Onken commissioners too much being dealt with in private. And what I think, maybe Julie will agree with me here, I think the Department of Infrastructure, which has overall responsibility for local authorities, they should, they should now write down strict guidelines um, as to what should be held in public and what should be held in private. Example, you don't allocate council houses in a public meeting, fine, but there seems to be an awful lot of Onkin commissioners that's dealt with in private when it shouldn't be. And that's because some of the commissioners in there don't want the people to know what they're doing. And to be honest with you, a classic example of that is in the last year, they've spent £8,500 on legal fees. Now, I'd like to know what exactly is it for? Is it because of the squabbling between themselves? It's it's just getting out of hand. This is a this is a local authority that basically is not functioning, and the DOI seems to be unable to do anything about it. Over to Julie. What do you think, Julie? Uh, thanks, James, and I I couldn't agree more with you. Um, and certainly, I'm aware of the eight and a half thousand pound. I'm aware of minutes in 2021. Um, I'm happy to circulate them to you, where um, certain commissioners were challenging other commissioners. Um, and certainly Mr. Crellen and Mr. Allen, there was no case to answer. So, you know, um, since, since there's been a change in the commissioners in the last couple of years, there is certainly more challenge, but nothing is getting proven, and I think it's a complete waste of ratepayers' money when we could be spending it on good, good, 
you know things for our community as a whole and yeah, totally agree with regards to um, too much in private DOI do provide guidelines out and uh, I can assure you any challenges that I have for Oncan Commissioners I bring them up both with Oncan Commissioners and the DOI Well thanks uh, James sadly yeah, we're, we're running out of time so if we can now go to Julian Hi Phil Yeah marvellous uh, ask the Minister we've got two, two, two or three minutes left yeah, it's only a quick one, but just thought I'd do a double a double try today as Julie's on. Um, as far as the teachers' striking's concerned, I'm hearing quite a few reports around the island of children in schools um, identifying as what they're calling themselves furries, like cats, and the teachers are having to indulge them with kitty litter and bowls of water in the class. I understand another child is identifying as a submarine now and making sonar noises as primary form of communication. I'm just wondering, what's the Department of Education's position on that? And is there anything done about it? Or have you looked into it? Certainly I have looked into it, and um, I can assure you there is there isn't any of those activities with our teachers putting cat litter trays down um you know we 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 need to look into all of these things we do look into them and we you know we take take any action that's appropriate um i think i think um what we need to do is make sure that our teachers have the opportunity to be in front of our students supervision at break times and after school clubs and um you know we will see changes in our schools. Um, I'm disappointed, Julian, because you're normally on with Eddie and I haven't heard from Eddie today, but we have been in communication. No, <laughs> so. Well, maybe there's been a lightning strike. <laughs> so. Well, th- thanks for that, uh, uh, Julian. Um, I think now, uh, well, there's a, a loads and loads of texts in, which I'm afraid we're not going to get time to, to, to get to. Um, but uh, one, one in here... Uh, A couple of questions for you, Phil. Beth said she was covering for Andy for two weeks. Has she been disciplined for mentioning Michelle Moan and Douglas Barrowman on Friday's show? Uh, No, she's at a meeting. Um, And she'll be back tomorrow. And secondly, uh, you were asked on that show if you considered the news regarding Moan and Barrowman's conduct a UK story like Andy Wint does. Well, it sort of is, isn't it? It's primarily a UK story, but obviously they live on the Isle of Man, so there's a Manx context. Um, And don't be so suspicious if you think that I've uh, disappeared tomorrow. Uh, That's because I wasn't due to be there anyway so no disciplinaries or any of that uh, loads more in uh, just wondering why we have education support persons in the classroom are the teachers today so poor hence exam results well i think that's possibly a little fair loads of extras set uh, for them to do uh, in uh, teachers to do in terms of uh, bureaucracy which is sadly uh, necessary these days um litter in westbourne westbourne drive douglas from Balakameen High School is appalling. Um, But uh, that is actually all we have time for today. And indeed, uh, 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 on this murky day, uh, thank you to Minister Edge uh, for bringing light to our understanding of the work of her department. Thanks to Chris Quirk for producing and Paul Moran for acting as my lifeguard in case the knobs and dials got the better of me. And particular thanks to you, for your company and contributions. Rest easy, Beth will be back tomorrow, and remember, if you think of something you'd like to mention when the man and art line isn't on air, uh, out of hours number is 682631. You can leave a message which may be played out on the show. Coming on up next, it's Nandus Tree with Christy D.